All right, today on a very special episode of the Chip Marble Podcast, I have a guest, someone I met doing the broadcast for the Humber Hawks play-by-play, and somebody who's involved, little did I know, all over campus, uh, an all-star at the International Center, it's Alice Beatrice Lopez. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, of course. How have you been? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm working on some projects, and... Not just for the International Center, but for Athletic Center and personal projects, too. Yeah, it's like school's over for most people. We're at the end of a semester, but... Not for us. N- not for us. Well, here we are. <laughs> the only people on campus. Yeah. That's good. You got to stay busy. Yeah. Now, we're both in, in media programs. You came to Humber from Brazil to study media foundations. What influenced that decision? What about me, the, the Media Foundations program at Humber drew you in? Yeah, actually, I started in advertising and marketing communications because I had a background all over in Brazil, but uh, my last thing was related to marketing. And I wanted to study more marketing, but more focused in communication, not just the business part. And I always be in love with videos. And then after one semester, I was like, no, wait, maybe advertising and marketing communications is not my thing. And I switched to uh, to media, so I was able to do more creativity stuff. That's why I, I switched for this. And you had some education before you were in Canada, right? What did yeah. you study in Brazil? Yeah, so I I got a bachelor's degree in library sciences and information sciences. And then I I got a post-graduation in semiotics and image analysis. And after I got an MBA in marketing. Were you excited? Like, did you pick to study that right out of, like, secondary school? How does the the school system work in Brazil? Is it like elementary and uh, middle school and high school? And then you're in university, that's it? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. So leaving high school, did you have an idea of like what you wanted to do? (laughs) Or was was information sciences just like something like, I'm I'm a curious person, this will be a good way to learn a little bit about a lot? This is a funny story, because actually I wanted to work with movies. So my first choice would be cinema. But, you know, my parents wouldn't say, like, oh, go for it. It's a funny thing. And no, they were not that open-minded. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should study information first, and then I will be able to be a good communicator after. So I started university thinking be about... Be a good communicator. Yes. Interesting. So you can make better start telling when you have information, right? And then I I started university thinking about doing another thing after. And yeah, it's what I'm trying to do. Of course, it takes more time to get there, but <laughs> I hope I will get there. Yeah, and I think all the stuff you do along the way is super helpful, like coming out of high school, yeah, for learning sure. whatever. I studied health science, and I'm doing something far from that, but I think it's pretty valuable. And you're so young at that point, you're not really in a position, most people aren't, to really focus long-term career-oriented thinking i think people are they're young so why not you know just do something that piques your curiosity and and do as much as you can and then obviously the the long-term goal what you're going to set your heart on just make your way make your way to that you know eventually yeah and there are a lot of statistics saying that uh you're going to change your career during your life at least Eight Two times. or three <laughs> times or maybe eight. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is my third career already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so studying media now and here in Canada, what's the transition been like? I know you've been able to, through getting connected at Humber, really like grow some roots and meet people all over, you know, some fellow Brazilians and some Canadians. So what's that been like kind of coming into the Humber community and, you know, the college environment and just kind of growing roots as a a new citizen, you know, new member of the country. Yeah, I guess that uh, it's a good thing to feel more comfortable in the country when you meet people and you learn their stories. So I don't know, I just feel more comfortable when I 
meet other people and I know that they have some challenges too and it's not just for me and everybody has their own uh, their own fights right so yeah I guess that this helps me a lot and I feel comfortable at Humber and I feel part of it uh, I just think that it's a waste of time and waste of life when people just go to university or to college and just go to classes and go home after if you don't like engage with the events and with people, it, I don't know, I, I, I feel it's just too shallow. Yeah, you leave so much on the table, but that's exactly what I did in my first, you know, e education experience at Brock University. Just kind of there, you know, you get out of there as soon as possible. And it's too bad because you definitely, yeah, you leave so much on the table. But you look at the students that come in and they're, you know, 18 years old and they just don't think like that. And it's too bad because it's such a great opportunity, especially, especially a place like Humber. It's like number one, you know, the biggest college in Canada, the best athletics program in Canada. And so many aspects of it are like really great. It's a great opportunity. But yeah, I think some people leave that kind of on the table. Yeah, I, I guess that most people are not very intense with a lot of things, not just college or university, but... It's almost like intensity is the path to salvation, though. If you kind of <laughs> really make it your whole life and you get excited and you use this, you know, you get to meet cool people, you get to do cool things. And it's really like to, you know, get off your ass and really experience this. It's kind of the best way. I don't know. I, I guess our philosophies are the same, where it's like the best way to live. It's going to be the most yeah, happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you change the, the value of the things when you like get more excited about everything that you are doing so i don't know i i just feel that you can be happier if you put more excitement into what you're whatever you are doing are you excited like getting out of bed every day are you like you know ready to go uh work on some you know do some more projects like because yeah. for me it's kind of hit or miss you know some days i'm super enthusiastic and other days i'm just exhausted right you just oh like, yes yes i i have those days too that i just want to stay on bed and doing nothing yeah of course but i i feel that if i leave these days take me very often i just don't don't do much and time is going by so fast you just have to to try to get out the bed and do some stuff <laughs> yeah not that, you know someday i just had this thought on the drive over here some days are going to be more productive than others some days yeah. might be a 10 out of 10 but you know how realistic is it for you to every day of the week put in a 10 out of 10 no it's just impossible yeah and we have to work on not being frustrated to, to not being a hundred percent all the time it's just hum uh, like as human it's impossible to do like to be like that yeah and you need yeah you'll pretty soon you'll start turning in fours and fives on the productivity scale if you don't take a break you don't have the right amount of balance and i don't know that's a big learning curve for me is finding that balance in everything right like yeah how, what's the proper way to stay enthusiastic about this whole thing and not just burn myself out where yeah you start waking up a lot of the time like uh. <laughs> 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 but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know i i think i also got lucky to find such amazing people here at humber so i feel more energized because it's not just something i'm not just doing things that i want to do and I feel comfortable doing but I, I also get this energy from those people so just make the things easier yeah that's a big part of it is connecting to people right having a cool group of people to look forward to yeah just to get to get to do the thing you want to do and realize that there's a lot of really great people you can do that with work alongside that might be the best part of you know whatever program you pick it's like you you know, you live your life outside of the college and you kind of have your interests and you come to the college now, you're in the class and everybody shares a really deep interest in this thing. They want to make it their career. You <laughs> Not <know>? always. <laughs> How do you mean? Some people just oh, don't care. Oh, in the class. No, they don't. Well, they're like the people we we're talking about before that come out of high school and they're not really in a position, yeah. much like I was, not really in a position to fully um, embrace what they have in front of them. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. But... In this environment, you have a lot of opportunities to find nice people and people that will help you, not just with your projects, but with your energy and your enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. 
that's there's so many different ways to connect to people and i guess you gravitate to the folks that you know give off the best energy right that kind of you feel are like-minded you're all gonna elevate each other to to do what you want to get done yeah and i guess it's more or less like that how is your peer group in your uh program how are the people that you do you know you get paired up with and uh how do you feel that group is able to kind of you know inspire you to to do better work yeah in my program um because we have other subjects too it's not just video so media foundation so that would be by pretty general look at a lot of media stuff right yeah so we have photography um design web design and uh writing and video uh so some people are more into other things that are not video and yeah i have some uh some friends that want to make videos and uh which is my thing too but yeah some people just don't care much and they're just there and doing nothing <laughs> it doesn't but, contribute yeah. a very good energy just like somebody who's really switched on really passionate can kind of lift you up and like you know energize you with their vibe i think the opposite is true with yeah. folks that are dragging ass and like you know <laughs> yeah for sure yeah but i i got lucky with that too i i have some some friends that are uh willing to do good stuff too because of course i'm into video but i want to have good grades in other stuff too and also because for video you have to know how to make good pictures and know how to write because you are writing storytelling too and even design uh to make some effects you have to have some notion too so yeah i have i have good friends that we are learning together and uh i feel that i have to sometimes push them a little bit <laughs> and i i feel pushed too so you're just exchanging energy and it's working yeah. fine yeah, yeah as much as i'm complaining about people in the class that are but you end up yeah. gravitating to the people that are on the same wavelength as you right so yeah, you re pretty much surround general, yourself yes. with people that are with like energies anyway right mm -hmm. that's kind of how we organize ourselves yeah i i was lucky to get these jobs on campus so like i was able to find people that are in my program but in not the Which same job is that? classroom both jobs the international center and, and athletics. athletics so i can i found uh, i i was able to meet people that were from different programs and it's awesome because for media programs in general we can uh, we can complete our skills and we can learn with each other. So, yeah, I was just lucky from the the day that I put my feet in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think if you come in with the attitude, you come into any experience with the attitude of like, hey, let's do something I'm passionate about, and oh, there's an opportunity. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do the camera work for the athletics department here at Humber College, and then you just like me, I got the opportunity. Hey, they're looking for commentators for the games the home games for humber like are you interested so i signed up for that and little did i know this is like the best athletics program one of the best in the country you know surely the one like takes the broadcasting and that element of it so seriously so for us to come into that environment it's kind of couldn't do any better right in terms of you know being with a, a high level program that takes it serious yeah so yeah, yeah it's totally pretty, that yeah and how's you how, have you how have you liked working in athletics like you've gotten to see a lot of you saw your first hockey game <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> yeah. What's that experience been? Uh, I watched kinda, kinda Maple Leafs before. Oh, One really? Game, yeah. In the Scotia Bank Arena. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't have hockey in Brazil for obvious reasons. <laughs> no, it's too nice. Why would you go inside to a cold no, place? No, not because of that, but I don't know. I think it, it would be just too expensive just, to maintain the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'm still learning the rules. and But it's not just that. For example, baseball, I think we could have in Brazil. We just don't have. And yeah, baseball, it was so funny. The first game that I was covering, because I had no idea what I was doing there. <laughs> Don't know where to point the camera. Like Exactly. Like where the ball is going. <laughs> yeah, I, I had like no idea what I was doing. And now I kind of know, which is awesome. I'm having 
I'm having more this Canadian experience more complete with sports as well. It is and kind of a gateway. Too. Yeah, rugby was great. I mean, sports is such a gateway to the culture of a country, <laughs> right? So you are really getting a good look and not only the culture of, of the college, but yeah, just the country in general. I think there's a yeah, huge reflection, sure. especially the hockey tournament, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but for example, the the songs that uh, that we we have during the basketball we do have basketball in Brazil and it's pretty strong but we don't play hip hop all the time so yeah. well that has even, a big impact like that. the whole culture of basketball is very tightly infused with hip hop I think you know it kind of has a lot of the same you know I think a lot of the players at the highest level are big into that scene you know the yeah, look for and sure. the, the style so so I feel completely in Canada when I'm working in the athletics that's really cool <laughs> yeah and you're also at the International Center. Yeah, there's different because in the Athletic Center... They don't center, play music as much. <laughs> there's a lot less hip-hop. It's like athletics, but just a lot less hip-hop. <laughs> no, it's pretty different because uh, at athletics, uh, almost everyone is Canadian. It's just Isa, yeah. Yeah, Isa, Diego, and I that are not Canadian. <laughs> and in the International Center is quite the opposite just my boss is Canadian <laughs> wow <laughs> everybody that's else fascinating. Is, yeah Complete so I work with people reversal. from all over the world and even the way that we speak it's I don't know I'm I'm learning this these two because um, in that international center we get used to different accents and and we we don't have many uh, we, we just speak basic English, you know. In the athletics, sometimes I'm. There's I have a lot of hip hop slang. slang. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Tell like it is, people say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just, just don't know what you're talking got. about. Like, yeah. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned that you and Isa are the only, uh, you know, and, and Diego yeah. are the only non-Canadians in the in athletics, and that it, friendship you have with Isa is pretty interesting because you guys are both from Brazil and you linked up here at Humber, and now you two are like peas in a pod. <laughs> you know, what does that mean for you to have somebody from your home country, different province, but somebody that you can relate to on that level while you're going through this experience? Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Isa is awesome, and. She she gets a good energy. We we can work in projects together. Even that we are not in the same program, uh, we have the the same interests, and we are at the same point of our lives. We have the same values, and it's so funny that we don't. At least I don't think that we look like each other physically, but everybody thinks that we are sisters and. I, I don't know. I think it's just the energy. And yeah, I would agree. I think that <laughs> might be just some kind of vibration you guys are putting out where it's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm observing their rapport. They must be, you know, they must have <laughs> been in the womb together. No, they're just, they met a couple months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everybody thinks that we, we've met in Brazil and it's, actually we lived in, uh, for a while, we lived in cities that are, uh, nearby each other but yeah we'd never met in brazil and uh and i met this girl here and she's just awesome <laughs> yeah we have this good energy and um yeah i don't know i don't i don't know much how to talk about isa she's just awesome <laughs> mm -hmm. we'll leave it at that that's really cool yeah yeah and we work in both um both jobs together so we started to work together in January and um, I was with some ideas for the summer that we would work full time and and she was completely in and we presented to our boss and it was when we started to make the videos and there's this other guy he's from India his name is Karan and he was in for this project too so it was yeah Cool. Was something that we've done together, and I'm 
I'm with these all the time now. <laughs> and you guys make all kinds of videos for the International Center here at Humber, and you guys are the stars. So you get recognized. You guys are celebrities amongst the international contingency. Not not that celebrity. I you get I used stopped like one, what, once a day. <laughs> no, it's not that and often. Like, no, once no, a week. No, I have once some... a month. More than once a month. Uh, yeah, maybe yes. Yeah. Go, I can you sign I, this? Can you sign my I guess I'm card? a star in Bollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of them are from India. It's really cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess it's just because we have more Indian students sure. here. Yeah. International students. But I, I have some good stories. For example, one day I was um, at Tim Hortons with Isa. And I was ordering my coffee. And the girl just said, oh, thank you so much for, for your videos. And I was like, ah. Oh. Oh, the videos from International, oh, thank you. And she was like, yes, I know you. Thank you so much. It it made my life much easier when I, I was preparing to come. And I was so glad that I was That's really helping cool. the, this girl. I think it's two things. It's not only are you, you guys give like useful information. There's yeah. all kinds of, there's so many videos you guys make. And it's from like how to looking for a place to rent yes. or, you know, buying your textbooks. And not only do you get that information, but you also get just, oh, there's actually a support network at this school for people like me. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, the idea is make people f feel comfortable and at home because this is our, it's kind of our new home, right? We are apart from our families, uh, our friends usually. So we are building a new life here. It's like you are born again in a new country. You know, you are starting all over again. Nobody knows you. It's nobody. a big challenge. Yeah. But the biggest challenges will always present the biggest payoff, right? So for somebody to leave, to go to an entirely different country where they don't know anybody, I think that's incredibly daunting, you know, but I think there's so much, such a high potential to benefit from that, you know, risk or whatever you want to call it. For sure. And yeah. again, it's, it all goes back to having the international center where people can feel comfortable to get more connected and really put themselves in a position to rather than just go home after school get involved in the community of the whole thing right yes yeah. and we also have some that. trips so we travel together we go to events together and it's an, another opportunity to meet other people and to let them meet themselves too and beyond the projects you do for those jobs what el what other stuff are you working on just for your own um, purposes yeah, Do you have a, a one-woman show that you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a secret. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are just one semester to the end of the, the program. So I feel that it's this is my chance to build my portfolio and to get a good yeah. job after. And I really want to have some job related to videos. Um, yeah, so I'll, now I'm working two different projects with different people. One of them is for the exposition that we are going to have with our our group from media um, all together. And we want to make interviews too with immigrants. And we just had this meeting today. And the other project that I, that we were, we are working, that it's Isa and I, um, we are trying to make some videos too for our YouTube channels. And yeah, this is something that we just started to think about. So yeah, yeah, it's a funny holidays. <laughs> yeah, you have to definitely. I'm doing this. I'm staring down the barrel of my education being done as well. In April, four months from now, I'm done college, and then it's like, now what? What do you have? Like, are you, you know? So I, that's why I, with my two year window being here, I'm really trying to disco dance and hustle and get as much done as possible have the best demo, have the best network of people. Because those are the two things, right? You, you build your demo, you work on stuff, you build up your skills, you try to every day, like, how am I going to practice, do something to get better at this thing? Because it's, if it's undeniable, then it's undeniable. But it takes, you know, your program's two years or three years? Two years. It's a pretty short window. In the grand yes. scheme of the craft of video editing, two years is such a short window. How fully formed can you be by the time you leave hopefully enough to get in entry level and then from there really put in the bulk of you know your practice but yeah for sure and in my case for example in the first semester i was still trying to figure out the country and 
the winter and everything yeah. getting together. So doesn't really allow you to focus 100% on, okay, what am I doing today to get better? Yes, exactly. I was just trying to speak English. <laughs> but I think anytime you hit a new environment, I think it's tough right away because I yeah, for started sure. my program and I, you know, I wasn't new to the country, but it still took me about the first semester. I was, wasn't really that focused. Yeah, you you are trying to figure out what is happening and yeah, like, exactly. It's tough right away to yes for everyone. Yeah, and it's gonna be the same I thing, I guess, when you leave this environment and oh, I, okay, I get a job somewhere, and right away you have to find a way to you know get where's comfortable. The washroom? <laughs> where's the washroom? Yeah, what are what's winter like? What's the dress code? You know, uh, and yeah, you have to yeah find a way to acclimatize really quickly adapt and hit the ground running because you don't want to make the first impression when you like go to a new environment new job setting potentially like, what is this girl yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still acclimatizing like no, no we need you, you we're paying time. you to, yeah. yeah you don't get paid to acclimatize just go win play <laughs> it's a little hot in here do you think we could turn the <laughs> oh, <No>. this... <laughs> yeah you know, yeah you don't have this time <laughs> no yeah that's that's crazy yeah i i think that most of the professors they are kind of like in the first semester they kind of understand that international students have other challenges in my case it was with the language i remember that my first class was communication skills <laughs> and i think my professor she was saying I don't know, a thousand words in one minute. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, what this woman is talking. I, I can't. F oh, wow. I don't know. My f After my first class, I went to home and I was with such a bad headache. Cause yeah, trying to like how like, straining it is to try to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you move more uh, like more your body so I can get your body language? Because <laughs> Wow! Yeah, the professor feedback. I need you to really get the whole get the get your hips moving when you talk because it'll help me really try to pick up what you're laying down. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But you've seemed to you picked up the language pretty well. It seems like you've even before you got here to Canada, you were focusing on that, and you know you've done a really good job. I mean, maybe for you it's hard to you certainly can communicate well in English. I guess maybe sometimes. You, you or when you first were in school it was the the issue was receiving english not so much speaking it uh no actually speaking it's it's harder than listening um but i i wasn't very comfortable with these slangs yet i i'm still not actually <laughs> so if if i say something that doesn't doesn't make sense <laughs> you, you can tell me. I think you One called Scotiabank, <laughs> like 10 minutes ago, you called Scotiabank Arena something. Uh, okay, yeah. We can cut this part. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm going to start the podcast with that. Oh, I'm no. going to isolate that. <laughs> the Maple Leafs play at the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's what I was saying in one of these days. Sometimes you you seems really smart in your head, but when you open your mo mouth, you look like Sh Chewbacca, you know, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I feel like that, and I yeah, but yeah, we were talking about that before. Timing is everything. A lot of the yeah, time, when you're so, in a conversation or try to make a joke, yeah, and for you to have to translate the joke, it's like now the wind, it's, it's it's over. The window's closed. Yeah, and sometimes this window is just one second, and you miss it, and it's gone forever, <laughs> and you miss that joke, and you're like, oh uh, no, man, it was so that good brought in my down mind. The house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, you guys don't even understand what you just missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? No, it's too late now. No, too late. Yeah. And when you but have to explain me. your joke, oh, it's so bad. No. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sometimes like I in Brazil just... we have <laughs> <laughs> No, monkey. sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Peru and yeah. there's a lot of we went to a animal sanctuary and we if we wanted to we like pay a dollar and get like some mangoes to feed the monkeys. <laughs> and the lady in her Peruvian accent kept saying like frutas for the monkey. <laughs> For the monkey. <laughs> I just always stuck out in my head. Frutas for the monkey. Frutas, yes. It's the same word for Portuguese. Frutas. And Frutas. monkey is monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Macaco. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but probably in Spanish it's not monkey too. I guess. Maybe she was, yeah, just 
yeah, understood she her audience. Yes, she I wanted guess. to sell some mango. <laughs> yeah, fun. if she says frutas para Macaca. macacos, I'm like, that sounds good. I'd like some. I'd be eating the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one thing you've been doing a lot of at Humber, I notice, is interviewing. And yeah. um, I'm wondering how how you're liking. Is it more so shooting, or you're actually on? You're conducting a lot of them as well. I'm doing both, and sometimes I'm doing both at the same time, <laughs> like shooting and recording audio and asking people, Damn. Like, making the questions. Yeah. Usually I, I'm not by myself. I've just done this like twice. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to have all the skills built. And yeah, I'm still learning a lot. But I, Interesting I approach, there. trying to do a lot of stuff. Because you kind of have to specialize and get really good at one thing. I think that's going to... But I guess it also doesn't hurt to know a lot of stuff. Or I guess... Maybe you're not going to be an expert at all the stuff you try, but at least you do it and you go, oh, maybe I like this more. Maybe, you know, you kind of get a gauge of what you like and what you don't like. You can kind of cross some things off. Have you done yeah. anything from your media, your wide um, general media education? Has there any, you've done anything where you went, oh, okay, I can cross that off. I don't really like that. Uh, web design is definitely not my thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. It didn't take you long to think. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, I can, yeah, like design, my, my design is okay. It's not amazing. Um, but yeah, I feel that for video, you have already a lot, a lot of skills to work with. And I, I agree with you that at some point we have to specialize my, ourselves. Um, but at this point, I, I think it's not bad to know how to make the whole process. Yeah. So if I can get a job, an entrance job, I would probably have to make a little bit of everything. And Understanding I, I the process I'm, is important. Yeah, for I think sure. people that work their way through a company, and one of my parents' friends, he worked at Scotiabank, big bank in Canada, and he started entry-level job and he moved to every department. And by the time he was like a senior executive, he was valuable because he knew every division of the company. And I think that's for me to go to the athletics and to see our coworker Jay working the V-mix and doing the graphics. I don't ever want to do that, but I, I'm glad I understand that part of the process. And I think it colors in now, you know, I can watch a football broadcast, a televised broadcast, and I understand the different elements at play, where to the casual viewer, yeah, it's all for just... Sure. And I guess that you you built your empathy, too, with yeah. other people and other jobs. Yeah. Because if you just do one thing your whole life, you I, I'm not sure if you are able to build this empathy about, like, how difficult is other jobs too you know what i mean and we're in like entertainment so there's people that are the faces on camera and there's people that are behind the scenes yeah. and i think it's important to be have to do both and and so if you're sure. on camera you can appreciate all the work that people are doing and not get too carried away with your self-importance like i might be prone to doing <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh also when you are when I'm shooting, for example, I, I have this empathy uh, about how difficult it is to be on camera. You are exposed and every mistake that you make here is being recorded. So I, I think that I'm building this, uh, this kindness with these people, you know, like, no, it's okay. Take your time. If you have to do it again, I'm here and I, I have this time for you. And at the same time, when I'm checking the audio, I know that sometimes the equipment doesn't work well. And not just with the audio, but with whatever you are uh, using equipment, sometimes the equipment just don't work. And you have to be patient with this. And I, I feel that if you know all the process, just builds you this empathy and your, and your kindness with people. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's 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 really valuable to to know all aspects and yeah, get a taste for what you like to do. Like I came to radio, I'm like I want to host a radio show. Didn't even know the other parts of the job that exist, right? There's so many parts of, you know, media or the presentation of the show that that are out there. 
and then you end up stumbling on other things like oh i think that's a skill that i enjoy i'll add that to my repertoire like interviewing is one thing that i kind of was like oh man this i got the opportunity to do it with the radio station for the shows you know like interview artists and i'm like this is actually really awesome i think this might be like my favorite thing to do with the world you know <laughs> so yeah it's cool you just do say yes to as much as possible while you're here and a lot of cool stuff kind of comes up yes if you say a lot of yes, you are going to learn about a lot of things and about yourself too. So why not? How is it being here in Canada away from the family? How is that? Because, you know, there's a whole, you're doing work, you're connected to people here. I'm, I can kind of, you know, put your mind, engage your mind into this thing. But I'm sure there's that, you know, the other side of life, stress management and, you know, time with family that you probably long for. How's that balance? Yeah, just today, um, someone asked me if I miss the heat in Brazil because it's getting colder here, right? And I was like, I don't mind uh, with the cold and with the Canadian weather, but yeah, I miss my family a lot. This is what I miss from Brazil. So I don't miss my family that much. It's just the heat. <laughs> I just want to be in the sun away from my family. I'm sure that I some people. That I yeah. <laughs> go the hell to family. I want to go to the beach. Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. Yeah, no. I'm not in Brazil. Oh, you want to be with your family? No, no, no. It's beach volleyball tournament. I usually just get drunk and lay in the sun. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm very close with my family. Yeah. And w even when I was in Brazil, uh, we weren't living in the same city. Uh, so I think that this helped me a little bit a little bit with the process of coming here because if I was seeing them every day, maybe it would be impossible to leave them. Um but yeah, it's, this is the hardest part for sure. Even uh, actually, especially because I have, I have nephews and nieces and they are, uh, some yeah. of them are babies still. And I know that the next part and the next time that I will see them, they are going to be have a mustache, running, <laughs> <laughs> going to the college with yeah, mustache yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with their girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Get away off them, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a bunch of nephews or you have some nieces? Yeah, well? I have uh, three nephews and three nieces. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a huge family. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be tough being away. But, yeah, again, like I said, you, I guess, you know, maybe it must be kind of restorative time. The time you spend with family, I'll speak from my experience, it's just good to touch base with that foundation of, you know, what your life has always been. I think that's kind of just a nice rock to have, right? But yeah. um, sometimes we got to go off and, you know, we're trying to build another aspect of our life. There's another aspect of the foundation, which is like the career, you know, the through line yes. of your whole life. Yeah. Um, that's really this personal thing that you have with yourself, right? This career yeah, you that have we to all fly. have with ourselves. You have to fly. You have to take a flight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in this case, literally. <laughs> I guess that kind of is like an interesting analogy, like to go to college, to enter the adult world is like to take flight. It's like leaving the nest of, you know, depending on your parents and it's becoming your own sort of thing. It's And I think we're both in college. It's kind of we're on the, the early stages of flight. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting stage to be in. I feel like we're at, right? Where you're just doing something you love, figuring that I guess that is the recipe. I want to do something that I enjoy and we've landed on this, you know? Yes. And I mean, we, we both studied different things before and I, you know, I guess you pick anything to do. I guess some people pick a program because it's the best job prospect. Yeah, I, I think that most of them. Cause, yeah, because I go to university uh, and a lot of my friends I knew were studying business and they're doing this business homework. I'm like, I don't know how you could ever... Obviously, you're not supposed to enjoy it, but this is torture. This is murderous. <laughs> I've How been there already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess if you... Some people just enjoy getting work done and doing... They get their fulfillment from just doing something well. And if you're good at math, then you take a shining to that because you're getting good feedback. You're just... You're naturally good at that. Yeah. I, I think you can enjoy doing that too. It's not just for everyone. And um, I don't know, for me... My career and my job, it's a huge part of my life. But I, I understand that for some people, they just want to get paid. And 
I don't know, go to Las Vegas in the end of the year. And that's it. And it's fine. Uh, it's certainly but it, a lot more work to make, to use your career as a source of fulfillment and feel like you're hitting your ultimate purpose. I feel like it's a lot more work than just having a job to make money and then your fundamental purpose of your life is the time you spend away from work. We're trying to be like the fundamental purpose of our life is the time we spend at work. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, I agree with that. We spend so much time on work. So yeah. why not doing something that you enjoy? It's kind of torture, right? Well, what I get fulfills it. the work is that you get those glimpses of like, yeah, this is what I love to do. You know, some days I'll go home after like, you know, every now and then, most days are not tens on the productivity scale. Yes. But some days you you all over town, you're doing different stuff, you have a big challenge, something you're nervous about and you you know, you do it like a broadcast or something or an interview. And I'll drive home from a day like that and I'll just be like energized. I'll be like, yeah, like that was, I can feel the growth happening. And that is a, that's an energizing feeling. For and I sure, think it, for me it's the same. Yeah, it keeps that motivation going because yeah, it's such a good feeling. It just, it's almost like a biological mechanism to reward you for doing that work that you feel so strongly about. You just get this glow, this afterglow. Yes. I remember in my second semester that I was, finishing my first I would say first good video because before that I've done videos that were garbage and I'm not <laughs> putting this on my portfolio but I remember that I was editing for nine hours and it was a two or three minutes video and I've done all the process like I conducted everything I shot the video I got the audio and everything and when I was done I was like Oh my God, I've, I've made it. It was awesome. I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it feels good to make something that you're proud of, but it's, especially in a creative field, it's exhausting. Like the amount of work you have to put into a two minute video, the hours yeah. and hours and of just pre-planning creatively, like what's the direction? What am I going to do here? What's the, what's the story? Um, it's, yeah, it, it's really a labor of love. And I, you get better, you keep working on the skill, you, you know, and just keep making stuff get up. You know, I think you have to be kind of fixated on the quality of what you're making, right? You really have to get almost obsessed with your thing, your, your art, your, uh, you know, your artwork, your art form. Yeah, sure. You have to be worried about the storytelling that you are creating. And yeah, this is art after all. So you have to give your best for it. It's a th digging, digging deep to really pull out your best, like what our favorite artists have done, whoever, maybe you have a favorite director. I think of like some of my favorite comedians, my favorite musicians, like how deep they dug into this craft to really just uncover something deep down in their soul that was just pure expression of something just, you know, that we all kind of re resonates with us. Yeah. That's not an easy process. No. And it's amazing that- Downright some... brutal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing that some artists that I, I, I'm I passionate about, um, everything has a meaning. And this post-graduation that I had, that it's about semiotics and image analysis, helped me to, to see that, that the things, they don't, uh, they don't happen and they're not made just because. They they all have meanings and sometimes the artist doesn't even know that they are doing that but behind the the content there there are meaning that there is meaning so yeah it's yeah you just have to think about this and try to get your your best your best job yeah i think yeah absolutely just try to express something that you're really try to let down your guard and just really you know we admire the artists that kind of expose themselves, put themselves out there, right? Because we can identify with that pure thing inside of them that they've unleashed, yes. you know? But it's uh, it's not easy and it's cool. The cool thing is, is that people can hear it and there'll be a million different interpretations of that song. And it means a million different things to, you know, a million different people, which is really cool. Yeah, this is awesome because this is real art. You are reaching feelings from people and you are getting there and it's not just it's not about the artist it's about art and what the art is doing with people what type of feelings 
uh, your art is reaching them. Yeah, and like I've heard the, the there's a story that the creator of the automobile, Henry Ford, he's like, don't credit me for inventing the automobile. This was already an idea out in the ether, and I'm just like the tuning rod that like you know dialed into that signal and manifested that into the reality that we have. But you know, the automobile existed before I drew up the plan. Interesting, you know. I, I always think of that that uh, and now you know that idea that everything's already out there you just have to tune into that vibration and then channel that into you know what we deal with in our physical reality yeah so spiritual man speaking of (laughs) (laughs) i I think it's like that (laughs) makes sense now you uh consider yourself a bit of a spiritualist yeah and i'm wondering kind of what went into you kind of describing yourself as having a spiritualist orientation. What kind of led you to that state? Oh, this happened so long ago. <laughs> Thousands yeah, of years ago. I, maybe. <laughs> previous life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just had some experiences that lead me to to these feelings. You know, when you meet some people and you just like the person without... A reason and sometimes you just don't like the energy of the person yeah I think these things have some meaning and some stories for example I used to like horses before see a horse in my life so why is that <laughs> you know this this kind of stuff and then I started to uh, to read about it and I I just think that it's amazing you know why some people like they say children oftentimes are the ones who are weirdly they they see people that aren't there (laughs) and stuff like that and and I've heard one theory that the reason children are sometimes like half in our world and half in the spiritual world is because they were just born and they're not that far removed from wherever they were (laughs) you know so the fact that they're still they're still like i they have a they have a foot you know they have a foot in that world that's something i heard i don't know (laughs) it's actually it's yeah pretty credible yeah but uh yeah i think that's kind of how i would describe my orientation as well you know i think that um it's difficult to kind of understand i don't know what like religious i grew up like catholic but i never really dug the whole church yeah same here but the things I have really gotten into were been like yoga and, you know, going down to Peru, like the whole spiritual philosophy of the place I stayed at for a few weeks. Like that's what's resonated with me the most. And anytime you like voluntarily go to church, you know, voluntarily uh, go to soak in this kind of spiritualist uh, environment, I think that's a good sign, something that you're proactively identifying with. Whereas my whole life, you know, Catholicism was like a chore. You know, and I don't think your spiritual um, foundation should be something that you view in that way. It should be something you naturally gravitate towards. What do you really feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's like that because um, I don't think that your religion should be something that someone just cho- uh, just choose for you. You have to to be comfortable with uh, but I, I guess that it's not just, I, I think that it's kind of sad to think that our lives is just body and not a component of body, mind and soul. You know? So I feel more comfortable being spiritualistic. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's tough to say. <laughs> um, and a lot of the time we try to explain these concepts of you know spiritual concepts and they're sort of tough to put into language a lot of the time a lot of it is felt and experienced and not ineffable is the word where there's no real language can't really communicate that experience and that was a big thing when i was in peru you know we were going through this spiritual um you know regimen let's call it that and (laughs) after you're, you're trying to gather the next day with this group of people who are all going through this experience under this like spiritual banner and you try to communicate your experiences and what you're dealing with and your emotions a lot of the time it's really hard to communicate because it's so personal and it's so i don't know non-physical so. yeah yeah we don't we don't talk often about this and 
we don't have many words to express this feeling. So, yeah, it's a challenge to and we to we have express. Yeah, and we have different aspects of our life. Your physical health—that's a big thing that determines yeah. how you feel. Your mental health, another huge thing that's in becoming increasingly difficult to manage, just with the nature of our lives. How constantly looking at the phone or what have you, weird environments, you know, kind of not contributing well to your mental health. And then there's your spiritual well-being too, which I think is like, I almost feel like when I'm driving home, I mentioned those really productive days where you feel really good about what you've done. That I, I almost feel like I'm beaming spiritually on, you know what I mean? I think taking care of this work, doing what I love to do is almost fulfilling me on that regard, you know, getting to connect with people and work alongside cool people. I feel like that sort of feeds my I don't know how else to describe it, but spiritual well-being, you know? Yeah, I, I, f I think that from these three aspects, the spiritual health is the most difficult to measure. Cause about we don't the, talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. We don't even have the vocabulary the to describe yeah. it. <laughs> and we don't have machines to measure. And it's, it, not it's like really a journey to uncover it and sort of establish it and feed it and grow it to be this great part of your life but we don't really undertake that that work just easier to to say and nobody will make further questions so yeah well <laughs> it's definitely it's a tough subject to broach and i think some people aren't really open to hearing alternative you know takes on religion yeah, i think this takes time and takes your I don't know your your energy, mm -hmm. and sometimes and people aren't focused. They don't care. It's neither here nor there. I don't want to talk to you about because <laughs> I don't. I'm certainly not focused on my spiritual leanings. I'm just you know working or fucking whatever. Yeah. I'm just making money here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, man, <laughs> this is just a paycheck. <laughs> this life is just a paycheck, man. Not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that idea of like? Did you the you know concept of you exist before? you were born you know is the place you go to when you die the same place that you existed before you were born you know that your life on earth is like this little aspect of the register there's this huge span of time before and after <laughs> anyway religion aside we should all just love one another i think that it's tough to relate to your surroundings these days i think it's kind of popular this idea of people going around people suck don't people just suck you know there's this like overwhelming thing you see on social media on reddit and it's just kind of you know not relating to the people around you in a positive way or vilifying the whole half of the population that doesn't agree with your political leanings but i think we all just need to relate enemies or friends relate to everybody around you in a more positive way yeah um i have this this idea in my mind that m most of people they are good people and just a few of them are not good people but sometimes uh you think that someone it's not a good person but this person is just hurt and you have to be more patient with this person patience yeah so uh i i don't with all this information that we have nowadays and we have all this social media stuff going on and we have to get our checks paid <laughs> and we have all these these bills and everything like traffic and a lot of things going on that people just learn not to be patient and yeah what are, are we doing with humanity we are just killing the planet just making garbage and hating people <laughs> what yeah what are you doing it's man a sickness. It's like, yeah. yeah i think that when you don't feel like you live in a tight community when you don't feel accountable for the people around you and vice versa i think you start to vilify them right but when you know you look back thousands of years ago when we lived in compact tribes you couldn't just say well i fucking don't like that guy because you know he's one of 28 people that you see on a daily basis so you have to right so yeah i think we've lost a sense of community but i think you end up finding that we try to go out and uh we find that in the different ways we get involved on campus or what have you right you end up researching for that that community back again but Yes, and this happens not just with the people that you are working with, but everybody that you are relating. 
Uh, if you you are having problems with a friend, for example, usually people just make other friends and everything is shallow. Or the uh, Tinder culture that you are just like sw uh, you are just changing people and you don't want to learn about these people. You don't go deep to anyone. It's like disposable culture. That's kind of on various levels we're disposable with people we're disposable with our items disposable with exactly, everything exactly everything it's just quick hit and move on you know instant gratification yeah if the person is not 100% what you are expecting you just don't go further and <laughs> nobody will be exactly what you are putting in your mind that the person will be hmm. yeah it, and this is with work and People are changing work um, without patience, uh, patience too. And I'm not saying that you have to stick with a work that you don't like. You don't. I'm changing work <laughs> and careers, not just work, but careers all the time. But uh, you just have to be more patient with everything, with animals and environment and people, everything. Yeah, find a way to, because that's the toughest thing. When people are acting in a way that puts us off, uh, there's a good Brazilian word, right, for when somebody's around you that you just want out of your, I think Maria, was, we don't have to say it, but. Um, <laughs> when you have hansu for yeah, someone. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hansu is a word that you are, when someone is coming and you just don't like this person. you like, ugh, you, They're talking and yes. you're just staring at a wall. You're like, just. <laughs> shut up just go away and that behavior from on their aspect as much as they might be offending you and uh you know being rude or just being careless that aspect of themselves is probably coming from a place of ins they're probably feeling insecure or it's a weakness that they have and we tend to get angry and not want them around but have an ensu what's the <laughs> <laughs> Hansu. Hansu. <laughs> but they need to be guided towards the light, and you're not going to help the situation by being cold or, you know, being impatient. So. Yeah. I think it's funny when people are saying, oh, I want to change the word, and the person wants to be the new Dalai Lama or something like that. Sometimes I told you, you that in confidence. You don't have to mention <laughs> that on the phone. <laughs> Sorry for exposing you. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> We can cut this part off. Okay, we will. <laughs> I'll just put a marker so I don't forget to cut it out. Uh, so you don't have to be, I don't know, the Pope. You c Maybe you can just change but one person's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's fine if you want to be the Pope. Even that you are not Catholic. Maybe. I'm Catholic. I just thought <laughs> oh, I'd have to do a lot of damage control <laughs> for all of the uh, how, um, the years I've renounced my religion. Okay. And gone. Yeah, maybe you don't have all the skills to be the Pope, but if you want to, it's fine. Anyways, uh, if you change one one person's life, you already change the world somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be that ambish, ambitious or give up. You can be yeah. in between look at rather than I want to change a hundred thousand people's lives just do what you can with the people that are around you right now do the best you can with the platform that you have in front of you right now and just see where, what that builds to but yeah. don't kind of overshoot the mark just whatever platform you have to work with make the most of that and I think I feel like I do have a great platform to work with and maybe sometimes I fall short in just making the most out of what I have in my reality right now. And yeah, sometimes what, what someone just needs, it's someone that you don't know and it's sat in the hallway and you just give a smile to this person and, and you change the, not the life, but at least Course a few hours yeah. <laughs> no, that's, of yeah. this person. Yeah, we need each other. That's a big thing. That's like such a huge nourishment of the human existence is the connections with other people. Yeah, for sure. I remember one of these days there was a girl uh, on the subway and she was clearly upset. And she was wearing pretty cool stuff, pretty cool uh, clothes. And I just made her a note saying, "You, uh, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was something like, your clothes are so cool and just raise and shine. <laughs> Be happy. You, you are amazing. And I gave the note to her and I 
I I drop off. So it was, I, I don't know if she, maybe she just thought that I was a weirdo. <laughs> because nobody sometimes does you that, risk right? like there's a friendship bench here at Humber it's called the friendship bench and sometimes I'm like maybe I should challenge myself to go sit down on it when somebody's there and be like hi my name's Matt Have, can I? Yeah, I, I've never done that but sometimes you yeah when, when you do a good deed you put yourself out there you do make yourself a bit vulnerable in trying to reach out maybe that person goes leave me alone yeah, it happened me with me already. <laughs> I already got the situation like, oh, leave me alone. But I think like, that okay. is the, you know, when you put yourself in a position of service, I think there's a certain you know burden that you take on in that. And you have to be willing to, yeah, you get that great feeling when you brighten somebody's day, but sometimes it might <laughs> fall on your face. And then yeah, it's a risk that you take. Right? It's a, that might be the resistance that might stop you from doing that. But if you can push through, uh, I think it goes a long way, not just for the person you help, but for you. Really, they always say like giving is better than receiving. Right? Yeah, you for take sure. more away from that girl with the cool clothes yeah. than she might have. Yeah, yeah, I was happy doing that. That uh, I don't know if she liked or not. I just hope that she didn't she, commit suicide after. <laughs> I hate these clothes. This girl doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes you just make impact in others' lives, and you don't even know that you are doing that. That's true. So yeah. try. Just try to be your best. Mm. Well, I think that's a great way to end off. Try to be our best with Alice Lopez, student here at Humber College, involved all over the place and just a lovely human being. Really happy that we were able to cross paths working in athletics and Thanks, really appreciate you coming, uh, coming on the Chip Marble podcast. Thanks for t having me here. <laughs>